human connection is imperative to our own personal growth. One of the best ways to accelerate learnings is to get out of your normal environment and surround yourself with like-minded people who support your growth. In February 2023, seven lucky people will be joining me at a self-expression retreat in the beautiful coastal town of Torquay in Victoria, Australia. You could be one of them. Staying at a gorgeous Hampton-style home in your own private room, you will enjoy luxury five-star accommodation with our own personal top chef. You can take a dip in a plunge pool or take a quick walk to the stunning beachfront. This retreat is all about self-expression, tapping into the different sides of your personality that may have been dormant for a while or maybe you didn't even know existed. You will have experiences like no other retreat you've been to, from leadership with horses, silent walks, cooking, MasterChef experience, an art class, a lifestyle photography session where you take away a beautiful photo of yourself. We have an awards night where you dress up and we even have karaoke. And it wouldn't be a retreat without a massage at a day spa. Now, the self-expression workshops will help you challenge any limiting beliefs and support you in becoming the new upgraded version of yourself. Interested? Contact me at jj at janellejohnston.com.au. So that's the letter jj at janelle, J-A-N-E-L-L-E, Johnston, J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N.com.au for more information. Welcome to Be Your Own Best Coach with JJ. Today we're going to be talking about minding your own business. Have you ever felt like saying that to someone? Just mind your own business? <laughs> Do you remember the, the neighbour from the TV show Bewitched? I think her name was Gladys Kravitz or something like that. Uh, and she was the one that would peek outside the window and, and used to look at and see what was going on with her neighbours. My mum would call her like the nosy neighbour. And she was definitely not minding her own business. She was always looking out the window, finding out what her neighbours are doing. Uh, but, But sometimes, I mean, should we mind our own business? Should we? And I believe that there's times that we need to mind our own business. And then there's times to not mind your own business. Now, have you ever had someone interfere in your business? And you actually felt like saying, like, mind your own business. (laughs) You know, why do they do that? Why do people come into and interfere in your business sometimes? You know, I call them, there's some archetypes or characters that I want to talk through with you guys that I think really hits the nail on the head with why some people want to interfere in other people's business. Now, as I said at the start, I think there are times when you should interfere in other people's business. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. But sometimes there's people just wanting to interfere all of the time and for their own purpose. Not really that that person is requesting them to interfere or wanting them to interfere. And so some of the archetypes, so there's 
four archetypes I want to talk about today. So four different characters, if you like, of people that I think interfere. And some of them, well, one of them doesn't interfere, but three of them, or they indirectly interfere, but three of them definitely interfere. So the first one is the rescuer. So it's that person that wants to rescue everyone and they, they, they actually make the person, so they're always looking for someone to rescue. And when they find that someone, they can, it's like that victim, that person, yes, that person's got problems. And so they can actually make that person feel even more like a victim. They might side with you. They might ask you. They're really sympathetic. They listen to your problems. They ask a lot about your problems because that's what they're delving into. They want to help you. They want to save you. They're the rescuer. And they'll agree with a lot of your your things that you're saying. And often those people have a lot of problematic friends because they actually attract the people that they want to save. So they even might complain about the people that they're saving. They might say, oh, this person's ringing me all the time. They've always got these problems. So they might complain to other people. But with that person, they're actually wanting to rescue them in some way. And it makes sense because we have, all of us as humans, have this need to be liked, need to be you know, part of being connected with somebody else or with some source. And so rescuing other people, it hits that need. It hits that need of connection. It hits that need of being loved. And so sometimes people will unintentionally be going out there and wanting to rescue all these people. So there's the rescuer archetype. The next one I want to talk about is the know-it-all, <laughs> the know-it-all archetype, the person that gives you advice and you don't even ask them for the advice sometimes. They'll give you advice without being asked. They might criticise you and it might be they might criticise your parenting, your business, your relationships. They might question you, question your uh, what your decision making is. They might even plant seeds and they might plant plant seeds of doubt. Oh, do you really think that's really a good thing for you to do with your, your children? You know, they might start to, to seed those little uh, seeds of doubt. So then you're not really confident in what your decision making is because they've got little seeds of doubt that they're planting in your mind that suddenly grow and then you walk away and you think oh maybe I'm not doing the right thing and then you might ask them more of their opinion and then they'll be able to take give you more advice so those know-it-alls again it hits their need for significance they feel they feel that they're important they're helping people they're they're giving their advice because they know stuff and they want to share it and they, whether you want it or not sometimes, right? So the know-it-all is someone that really likes to be able to give their knowledge. Um, but and, and as I said, it gives them significance when they do that. So that's the know-it-all. And then you've got the gossiper. Now, I've talked about in past podcasts about the need for drama 
and we all have the need for drama. The gossiper can be this person that just loves the gossip. They just love it and they search for it. They search. So they're not minding their own business. They're looking for information that's juicy. (laughs) That's juicy. So they might have conversations with people and delve into stuff that normally most people wouldn't delve into. They might ask really personal questions and they'll start digging and digging and digging to get that information from you. So you might be thinking, well, this is a bit unusual. Why are you asking me that question? They might be someone that also talks about others. And so they've got all this juicy information from others and then they'll they'll drip feed it to other people. And they might even say, Look, oh, I'm not maybe a, oh, you know, I'm not someone that gossips, but and they'll tell you this gossip or this thing that they know about somebody else. So be really mindful of the gossiper. They're not minding their own business. They're actually taking everyone's business and they're creating this drama around it and they they're planting seeds everywhere and also getting, digging for any information that they can. And and once you recognize that person, you know in your heart, and I'm sure that some of the listeners right now will be thinking of somebody that they know, that you know, I wouldn't tell them a secret. You know those people, you go, I would never tell them a secret because you know in your heart, that they will tell someone else because they've told other secrets about other people. That's just how they are, the gossiper. So the gossiper is definitely not minding their own business. So so the rescuer is, is rescuing people. They're, they're wanting to rescue people. The know-it-all wants to give their advice even if it's not warranted. And then you've got the gossiper that's stirring up all this gossip. So none of those people are minding their own business. But the fourth one is the ignorer. They've got the blinkers on. They see nothing. They hear nothing. They're a little bit like Sergeant Schultz, you know, Sergeant Schultz from that TV show. I see nothing. I know nothing. <laughs> I'm not very good with accents. <laughs> and I'm trying to think of that show now. Someone's probably screaming, going, that show, that show. Um, Hogan's Heroes, that's all right, it is. Sergeant Schultz, and he'd say, I see nothing and I know nothing. They're those people that things will be going on and they might even need to or should interfere with these things. It might be a safety issue. It might be a real problem that they should be interfering. They should not be minding their own business, but they do mind their own business. So they put their hands over their eyes hands over their ears, they see nothing, they hear nothing, they know nothing. Unless they really, really feel that they need to say something and they normally then tell someone else to interfere for them because these people don't like conflict. And they, you know, so they're minding their own business nearly always. Nearly always they will mind their own business because they do not like the conflict. And if it's an emergency, they might ask somebody else to interfere for them. So you've got the rescuer, the know-it-all, the gossiper, and then you've got the ignorer that I see nothing, I know nothing. <laughs> so there's times, 
Yeah, is there times that you should not mind your own business? Well, I say, hell yeah, there is time that you do not mind your own business. And I think I've shared this story before. And it was in 1964. And it's the story of Kitty Genovese. Now, Kitty Genovese was a 28-year-old bar manager who was robbed, raped and stabbed to death outside her apartment building in Queens. And 38, it was alleged that 38 people watched or listened to her screams outside their apartment but did nothing, nothing to stop the attacks. So they did nothing. Now, there is some um, controversy around this. Some people say, yes, they were. Some people did stuff and some people rang, I don't know what the real story is. But it does make sense that this can happen. And they call it a bystander effect because it's always someone else will do something. You know, and so it's like, okay, I can hear the scream, but I'm sure uh, Mrs. Smith over the road's going to call the police and do something or run over there. Or, you know, people are scared, so they think someone else, you know, we've got all these people around us, someone will do something. And so then nobody does anything, that bystander effect. And I've seen it even on social media and sometimes on social media, and it's horrible, but you've sometimes I've seen events, really awful events that have popped up and I wish that I hadn't seen, of people being hurt, you know, hurt in the street, uh, run over by a car or something like that, and people have seen them and just walked right past, like walked right past them and just not helped at all. And they've seen that they're hurt. But they look around and think, oh, someone else will help them. Or they're in a situation where they're living in a place where that's just the thing, that they just don't help each other. Yeah, and that's just horrible. So there are times that we need to interfere. You know, a lot has happened. You know, we're in 2022 when I'm doing this podcast and there's a lot has happened in the world in the last two years. In Australia, we've, we've really, you know, Melbourne, for instance, one, was one of the most locked down in regards to COVID, one of the most locked down cities in the world. You know, we've gone through a lot. And there's been a lot that's happened in the world. And I've talked about different subjects on my podcast and I think that there's, when there's times when, when I feel that people will get hurt, I will always freaking speak up. I will always speak up. And I think sometimes people are fearful to speak up. We're conditioned to conform. We're conditioned to be polite. We're conditioned to be good and follow superiors and go with the herd. We are so conditioned. We're conditioned at such a young age from when we go to kinder. Some of us have gone to kinder. We all follow everyone else. We all sit on the floor together. We get up. We all go to recess together. We go to lunch together. We all do this together. We conform. And if you don't conform, you're bad. 
And we are so conditioned to do what our teacher tells us. If we want to go to the toilet, we put our hand up and we ask, can I go to the toilet? And they give us permission to we, right, at a very young age. And so you've got to think about how this conditioning affects us as we're older. We're waiting for somebody to tell us what to do or what not to do. And we say to ourselves, this is the good thing to do and this is not the good thing to do. And often we follow the herd. And there's so many examples of that. And in the last couple of years, there's stuff that I haven't agreed with. And I've been quite vocal about that. And I will continue to speak about stuff that I don't think is right, particularly when I think people are getting hurt. And sometimes that's not popular. When you speak about stuff that other people don't agree with, it may not be popular, but that's okay. Because if people are being hurt, we need to speak up. And we need to understand that, yes, we have been conditioned from a young age to sometimes be polite, to sometimes listen to what superiors say. And sometimes superior people are wrong. And sometimes it's time for us to speak up. And I think about, and, and so this, this, this sentence comes to mind when I'm just talking about this. I will not be complacent, I will not be compliant, and I will not be complicit, complicit to, the, to what, to people's actions that I think are hurting people. And I think about some of my, when we're talking about minding your own business, I think about sometimes why is this instilled in me? Why am I so, so much about speaking up about things in the world? And there's situations that have happened, and I know I've shared a few of my situations. I'm not sure if I've shared these two situations with you, but if so, please indulge with my stories. But there's been a couple of situations when at a young age, Things have happened and and someone hasn't stood up for me. And then there's been situations where it's been opposite of that. I remember being very young in a relationship with somebody and you know I was 17 years of age and I remember being dragged down the stairs of this venue that we were at dragged down the stairs with by the hair and getting down the end of the stairs and seeing all these groups of people, all these groups of people around me. And I was just looking at these people and nobody, nobody came to my aid. Nobody. And I remember seeing people's faces, grown men, burly men, looking and turning away. I'll never forget that. I will never, ever forget that. And I remember thinking, how can they, why can't, isn't anybody helping me? Why? Why? And all these groups of people, why isn't anyone helping me? How can this be happening? And those situations that I went through I remember even a, a, another situation I went 
went through when I was when I was in retail when I used to work in retail I loved retail I was in retail for a long long time uh, but one of the things that used to really irk me really you know one of the, get me really angry were shoplifters because <laughs> I yeah I would always think why are these people stealing from people like how can you do that like I, and it used to really hit my value system and I remember many a times going after shoplifters running down the street we weren't supposed to do that but I did that anyway because <laughs> it used to get me so angry and I'd make sure that I'd get the product back or whatever and I remember being in the heart of the city of Melbourne in one of the retail stores that I was uh, managing at the time and I remember this shoplifter and she came out and actually I don't know if it was a, a female or a male but anyway they came out they came out of the fitting room and I tried to stop them from stealing something so I stood in front of them and then they pushed me they just pushed me to the ground and and I remember looking and there was this man waiting <laughs> There was this man waiting for his partner sitting on the seat right where I was being pushed. And he looked at me and then looked away. <laughs> and then I quickly got up and and got after this person and got you know got the uh goods that this person had taken. But this man was sitting there and he did nothing. And he just like sort of looked and then looked away. And I'm like, wow. And again, like I was a lot older then. But it was like, oh, here we go again. People are not helping other people. And so, and my husband now, uh, my husband and I, we've been together, gee, for a very long time, since I was 19, we've been together. So that's a long time, people. <laughs> Over 30 years, we've been together. Uh, but I remember him saying, why do you always want to, you, you always want to, help people if you see something and sometimes you, you know and he gets cross with me sometimes because he's like you've got to think of your own safety and I think well you know what and there, there is truth to that sometimes I can be a bit reckless with that because I just jump in and try and help if I see something happening but but if it's not me who else is it going to be if I'm the only person there am I just going to let it happen and so there are times where I think, freaking hell, don't mind your own business. And there's definitely times to mind your own business, but there's times not to mind your own business. When someone's safety is jeopardized and you can help them, do not mind your own business. I will not be complacent. I will not be compliant and I won't be complicit. I won't be part of somebody being harmed by minding my own business. And so I think there is a real line there that we need to look at. You know, is there times when we should be helping someone? Is there is there times where we should be, you know, not minding our own business or minding our own business? Now that that same person that I was in a relationship with when I was young I remember a time when 
when I was, I had to ring up. I, I wanted to go to work and, and we were staying at a location and he didn't want me to go to work because he said that I was looking too good that day. And so he said he wouldn't let me go to work. And so I remember ringing my boss that day and I said to him, I'm not feeling well. And again, these just these moments, you know, these defining moments, and we all have them, that we look back and we think, wow, they, that's a defining moment in my life. Because I remember being on the phone and I remember him saying, are you okay? And I said, oh, yes, I am. I'm fine. I'm just, I'm just not well today. And he said, no, really, are you all right? Do you need to tell me something? And he just, he just knew something was up. And now, look, I'm on the phone and this person that I was with is right next to me and I couldn't say anything and I probably wouldn't have said anything anyway because of the situation that I was in. And But he knew. And I said, no, I'm all good. And I just pretended that everything was okay, that I was just sick and I couldn't come into work. And I remember then going into work, whether it be the following day or whenever I got into work, and I remember him saying, my boss saying to me, I need to speak to you. And he took me to the back and he said, do you need to tell me something? Are you really okay? And he started delving in. And then I started to tell, open up a little bit. You know, I started to sort of trust a little bit. And I can't remember what I told him, but I started to tell him a little bit. But he knew he, for whatever reason, I don't know what, how he knew, but he knew that something was up and it was a relief because the partner that I was with, a lot of people, you know, liked him. They, they wouldn't have realized what was really happening behind the scenes. And so there was this little bit of doubt in my mind that if I did say something to someone that people wouldn't believe me but he saw something in his behavior that gave him some signs of alarm bells and so therefore he started to delve into asking me some questions about what's happening and I'll never ever forget that because that was also part of a defining moment for me to say, well, here's someone that sees something, even though he, he didn't see what was really happening. It, he made it real. He helped make it real for me. And also that I can, I can trust somebody to talk to and that he cared enough. He cared enough to really take me aside and to ask those questions and you know I'll, I'll always be grateful for that so he didn't mind his own business <laughs> he made me his business because if someone else is being hurt and you know it then that is your business so we can we can say it's not minding your own business or we can say hey it is your business it is your business it's not about minding your own business. It's about, hey, this is now my business. So 
there are times, as I said, we need to understand when it is time for us to mind our own business. And we talked about the four different uh, the four different archetypes of being the rescuer. We've got someone that wants to rescue people all the time, the know-it-all, the gossiper, and then we've got people just ignoring things around them. But we've got to be we've got to be smarter than that. We've got to be able to say, hey, there are times that we do mind our own business and then there's times where we don't. And sometimes it can be a scary time to step up or step in or speak up or whatever it is because people that, whether it be domestic violence, whether it be people abusing children, those people thrive on people shutting up. They thrive on that. They say to little kids, hey, don't say anything or this will happen. No one will believe you. They thrive on that. They love it knowing that in silence their evil acts can grow. And whether it be evil acts or whether it be other things, there are times when we really need to make someone else's business ours. And so my message today is, yes, there are times that you want to mind your own business. Don't be the rescuer. Don't be the know-it-all. Don't be the gossiper. And definitely don't ignore. But know when it's time to be able to step in and step up and make someone's business your business if someone's being hurt or, or the need or you need to. So I trust that's been helpful, guys. Uh, I'm really looking forward to, we've got a retreat coming up that really is really going to be so exciting. It's coming up in February, 2023. We're going to delve into so much in that retreat. For those of you that want more information on that, please make sure that you shoot me a message either on Instagram at JJ Speaker Coach. Or you can email me at jj at janellejohnston.com.au and I can give you some information about the retreat. It's going to be phenomenal. It's really about having to be able to be your authentic self, be able to stretch those beliefs, stretch those values and be able to be the person that you want to be. We're going to do some really great stuff from working with horses from masterclass, chef masterclasses, silent walks. It's going to be so exciting. So if that interests you and human psychology interests you, then I'd love for you to come along. So if you're interested, make sure that you shoot me a message. Thanks, guys. I'll see you in my next podcast. Ciao. Did you find this podcast of value? If so, I would love you to give it a five-star rating. And if you know anyone that would benefit from listening to this podcast, please feel free to share the love.